0: Hello and welcome to the Chris Liss Arch Independent Collaboration Podcast. If you are a regular listener to either of our shows, you know this is not the first time that we've done this simulcast. Regardless of where you may be listening, it's great to be back with another episode.
1: Chris, how are we doing over there? I'm doing well. Heather's out of town, so it's just me, Sasha, and Oscar, and I've been schlepping around a lot. All right, good,
0: good. Well, let's dive right in. And I wanted to start with something I heard you discussing recently. You were reflecting on how consensus is not necessarily built on moral or ethical grounds, but rather consensus is often dictated by what is currently socially acceptable within a certain peer group. And to paraphrase your observation – It's only wrong if everyone in my social and professional circles thinks it's wrong. Otherwise, it's okay. And that really resonated with me because I think it's a a really good summary of so much of modern society. And maybe it's a good summary of past society as well, but sticking to the present, I want to ask you to talk more about how incentives to stay within a group have created this sort of Warped Overton window of acceptable behaviors.
1: Yeah, it's like the old Upton Sinclair quote that it's very hard to convince convince a man of something on which his paycheck depends on him not being convinced, or to explain to him something that his paycheck depends on him not understanding. And you know, paycheck is a very narrow incentive, a narrow self interest. But I think it's not just your professional paycheck; it's your professional advancement, it's your social status, it's your Social and professional sphere uh, in which you operate, uh, and I think that you know one of the clever ways to get people to be on board with an agenda is sort of incentivize their particular spheres um, to have certain beliefs and so you know it's not you're not really interested anymore in what's true you're interested in what's agreed upon as acceptably true and then the problem with that, obviously, is that um, it, it basically forces you to lie. And there's this fine line between you know, deceiving yourself. I mean, a, a lot of the people that you would ask that operate just completely outside, they don't care whether something's actually true, but whether their peers think it's true or whether it's advantageous for them to believe it. If you were to ask them, are your beliefs based on what's true or just what's convenient? They'd say, of course, what's true. But they've just redefined true in their mind to be what's convenient. So they don't even know they're doing this anymore. And it's funny, you know, Scott Pianowski, who's a fantasy guy, had a tweet the other day, or it was like a question or a poll or something. But basically, he was saying, like, you know, if you ask people, do they want advice that confirms their priors, that makes them feel good about their fantasy football teams? Or do you want advice that's right, that's good, even if it you know makes you feel like you made some errors? And he said that most people will probably say that they want the correct advice, but actually most people really want the advice that makes them feel good. And I thought about that, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like most people want to believe what makes them feel you know, comfortable in their tribe and what their peers believe. They don't really want to know what's true. They would say they want to know what's true, but in reality, that would have consequences for them.
0: I think that we see this repeat throughout human history. I don't think it's anything new, and I'm not the first person to make the observation that a lot of our modern ideologies have a very religious type of structure to it. There's angels and demons. They have their scriptures and their totems. And it sure as hell seems like there's a lot of priests that are ready to scorn you if you don't strictly adhere to the orthodoxy. I mean, just as an observation, the similarities between some of this, you know, modern leftist or woke, wherever the the most popular current Overton window of society is where it kind of used to be more over to Reagan era religious right and I see the similarities or at least to me they seem so obvious anything you want to add to the whole this is really just a a new form of religion conversation because it's the same thing I think people always knew that a guy didn't put two of every animal in a fucking boat during a, a big storm and then that's how we repopulated the earth or some of the other crazy shit you know that was was accepted as the religious orthodoxy that carried through the Crusades, the Middle Age, but again, trying to stick with modern present times. Anything to add to the whole new religion conversation?
1: Yeah, I want to just say how dark this actually is. Like, I, I think that the same people who are persecuting the unvaccinated and saying they should be in camps or they should be excluded from society, they should be fired from their jobs, which is a lot of people. I think those are the same people uh, that would have gone after uh, people trying to end segregation in the 50s and 60s. They would have gone after, um, you know, if they were in Germany in the 30s, they would have been on the front lines, you know, explaining, you know, why all these measures were necessary. This is the same mindset. Now, you know, the the scapegoats and these examples are all very different. You know, they're all, there's very different historical distinctions between them. But in terms of like the the scapegoaters, the people who are, basically doing what the authorities command and enforcing that on others voluntarily, not even for pay, right. There were these, uh, volunteer Pfizer interns Absolutely. showing up in my mentions. It, was, it yeah. was
0: bizarre. It was uncompensated compliance. That was just, it was a weird to watch it and to each their own. But yeah, I, I definitely see
1: the phenomenon that you're talking about. I saw that. I saw that go down. There were like out of shape, obese people, you know, giving me health advice unsolicited in my mentions, you know, but, but it, what I'm saying is this is dark because I, I think the same people who would you know scorn others uh, for not injecting themselves with a pharmaceutical product that they earnestly did not want to inject them I mean, it's, just, hey, I don't want this medicine. you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm mistaken in not wanting this medicine, but I don't want it, right? That's okay, right? Like I don't want this pharmaceutical product. that's all right, okay, right? Like I just don't fucking want it. Um the same people that were scorning. And browbeating and, you know, they shouldn't be invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Those are the same people you think. And, and, you know, these are super woke people. So they say, Oh, absolutely. I'm not racist. I would never do that. Now you wouldn't do it because you're incentivized not to do that. But back then, where would the incentives have been? You know the well, We know, where you don't have to
0: guess where the incentives were. We right. saw it. It's right there in history. And I, I think a lot of time throughout history, the Overton window is more of an Underton window, in my opinion.
1: I do not think very highly of some of the hive well, behavior. Go ahead. Well, 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 think about this, right? So like like the only reason, these people know, they've learned from their tribe and their tribe, it's not okay to discriminate against people based on race, gender, ethnicity. Those, that's not okay. So they don't do it. But they did it to people who just had a different medical choice, and because and the only their peers thought it was okay, so they were fine with it, so, yeah, absolutely it know, was it, cheered
0: on it was it was it, on late night television that's not a hyperbole, that's not an exaggeration. Jimmy Kimmel was out there trying to make jokes about denying health care to people who wouldn't take the jab that was. That was comedy on late night TV. I didn't make not that healthcare, up. Not care.
1: Life, life-saving health care. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, on the market, street, rest Wheezy. In peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Wheezy. Right. Yeah. So and, and that's so, not an
0: exaggeration. You're not, I mean, we don't have to like suppose or, or, or you know,
1: hypothesize that happened. It's real. Right. Just because they were non-Pfizer compliant. They didn't do what they were told from the pharmacist. I mean, that is the most sick thing ever. So you know that the only reason, you know, the kind of thing that he would be aghast of if he saw something racist, he would be aghast. I'm sure he would be. But well, you don't have to look peers, into
0: Jimmy Kimmel's past too far to find him over the well, line he on doing, that. He,
1: he was doing that. But I mean, now he would be aghast. If of, course. Saw, but, of course. But, but, but it's because his peers would say, yeah, you're supposed to be aghast by this. But the, but the type of discrimination against completely innocent people who just didn't want a medication that he's making that he's doing and the people watching him and even some of these people on twitter are still like oh he's kind of funny you know they 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 don't see what really happened they make excuses for this behavior right you wouldn't make excuses if someone was saying that about a particular race or ethnicity or gender you know we can't treat these people We have to treat them less they're second class citizens that's the
0: whole thing that's their peer group has built the underton window around a particularly gross behavior that they all find acceptable. And you see it over and over again. The mob always tries to find an easy target, someone who's safe to pick on. It's a...
1: Classic. Who's acceptable to pick on now? That's the question. Right? Exactly. That's who. That they would have picked on whoever was acceptable. Well, in 1950, we know uh, who. Yeah, right, exactly. In the South. You, you don't know have to you guess. Can pick on and yep. get away with it, right? There were Muslims after 9/11. You could be super mean to them, you know, and you could get away with it. And now, you know, it was the unvaccinated. You could be super mean to them because they didn't want the medicine, because they didn't agree with your particular religious beliefs about how everything had to be. And you know, you're just you're allowed to be mean. So you are mean you are allowed to destroy somebody. So you're, you're just an opportunist waiting for license. You're a hateful little fuck waiting for that license, <laughs> to take it out on somebody. And you're not the type of, uh, you know, more enlightened human being that says, yeah, I'm allowed to, but this is another person. This is a fellow citizen. And what it's not his fault, what ethnicity he is or what gender they are or whatever, you know, that's just, you know, their nature or whether they want medicine or not. That's not a reason to, to hate somebody. So Um, And, and, you know, they say, well, you know, it was scary and it was a pandemic and and people were dying and you have to understand it's like, you know what, in every era where there was racism or ethnic hatred, there's always a great reason. The government always gives you a really good reason. Oh, they're spreading disease in in the 1930s in Germany. Oh, you know, if if these races mix, it'll be there always be some reason that they give you that seems very compelling to the people who are doing The scapegoating, right? But then it turns out, in retrospect, actually, that reason was bullshit. That wasn't even true. None of that was true. And it's the same in this case. So you think you had a good reason and you excuse it. But you didn't have a good reason. You were, just, you were just complying, and the compliance was enough. You could justify anything. Oh, the science, right? And now you're back to your point with religion and priests, right? If the priest told you you had to go kill this guy or persecute this guy or excommunicate some guy, that would be a good reason because it came from God. And basically, that's the level of rigor and scrutiny these people have, oh, it's the science. They don't know shit about science. No, they, they don't, don't know, know shit about
0: shit. And it's, it's and it's so funny because it's a phenomenon that happens in all kinds of ways, too. It, it, it's not just on something that's as super serious as the pandemic. A couple of examples I want to use, maybe downshift here, lighten the tone a little bit. The 2023 Arizona Cardinals. And I know it might seem abstract at first. How could an NFL team kind of fit into this conversation? But I think it does in the sense that the 2023 Arizona Cardinals became one of those easy targets and it was green light to disrespect coach Gannon, the staff, the players, and everyone was just lining up to try to get their dunk. And I don't want to confuse that with hot takes. Because that's an entirely different genre from narrative dunking. If you remember Super Troopers, hot takes are shenanigans that are cheeky and fun. But this narrative dunking, a lot of this is cruel and tragic, evil shenanigans, Chris. So even something as, you know, frivolous as NFL football and the Cardinals, you see this phenomenon repeat and your boy the Gettle Chad. He made fun of a secret cow and the stats bros swore some type of personal vendetta against that guy. So you see uh, again, the, the under 10 window, these are easy targets. It's okay to flagrantly disrespect and, and viciously attack this, these people. And they were wrong in the case of the Cardinals. You might make the case. They were wrong on the case of the Gettle Chad.
1: Well, the Gettle Chad, I'm not going to, you know, this is what happened every time I say he, I'm not going to say he's a great GM, But he's also not nearly as bad as they were saying. And me just saying that, they would start attacking me. You don't know anything. This is just how you feel. It was just like these stupid attacks. But I had actually the goods. Like he made some very good moves. He passed on Sam Darnold. They just can't. They couldn't like wrap their mind around the fact. And I wrote a whole piece on this. They couldn't wrap their mind around the fact that the thing that you usually do when you need a quarterback, which is take a quarterback, isn't what you always do if you think the quarterback sucks. In this case, Darnold, and he was totally right. It wasn't like he was qualitatively worse than any other GM, right. in the and United. it
0: didn't matter because there was no qualitative analysis really going on. It was just a, a, like a, they didn't. The Underton window moved over to Gettleman is the easy target. Dunk on him the same way people were before the twenty twenty three season with the Cardinals. People were using rationale like, well. I don't recognize anyone on the Cardinals' defense. Therefore, the Cardinals' defense
1: is terrible. And it's like, wow, that's your level of analysis. Yeah, I, I was always used to joke about this, but like the biggest scrub in the NFL. If you played football with that guy in the park, you'd be like, this is the greatest thing yeah, oh I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I how how are we going to guard this guy? He's ridiculous. Like, it's impossible. The biggest scrub. So all these guys with their multi-million dollar contracts, even the scrubs have, you know, a million dollars or half a million dollars for this year or whatever. I mean, playing for future contracts, playing in front of 80,000 screaming people, playing for the glory of playing. There's tens of millions watching on TV. I mean, you think that these guys are just it's going to be easy to go in and beat an NFL They're tanking. Team, you know I mean? That was the other one. Yeah. They're
0: tanking. Yeah. They're just going to stop competing altogether. and. Obviously, that was all completely wrong. The Cardinals have already won a game, despite the Hive somehow settling on the fact that they were going to be 0-17, and, and Coach Gannon was the worst thing that it had ever happened to pro football. It's just funny how wrong the analysis is so often. The Hive mind is just way off from reality, but to the point that we made at the top of the show, the reality doesn't matter if the social and professional incentives are to go dunk on the Cardinals. And is there anyone, anyone who is a better example of that than Aaron Rodgers? Oh my goodness. I saw you posting recently on your uh, NFL weekly. I forget what you call it. It's a wrap up, but um, observations, observations. Observations. Thank you. And uh, you concluded some tweets after Aaron Rogers was hurt there are still people out there trying to dunk on him for not taking the shot and they it's like how do you maintain that vitriol even after it was proven beyond any doubt that he did not need that particular medication and whether he took it or not it had zero effect on anyone else all the hatred for aaron Rodgers is pure signaling You got to have thoughts on this. This is crazy to watch this still happen in September, 2023.
1: Well, there's a quote, I think it's from Thomas Sowell, who says that uh, people forgive you for being wrong, but they'll never forgive you for being right. And, and I, you know, that's, what's really actually happening is like, they're pissed because he didn't go along with the program, but they're even more pissed that he's totally right. Like they, they can't they all they do is make jokes. Right. And the guy did it today to me, which is so funny. He's like, Oh, you channeling Tommy G when I made a post that was, I was like, do you have an issue with the substance of the post? Do you have an objection to anything in it? Other, you know, let me know, please say so, or fuck off basically, because that's all they got is, Oh, he's probably asking Joe Rogan to get his, you know, leg operated on or whatever. And his Achilles operated on. And it's like, all they have is the snark because what are they really going to say? They can't say he should have taken the shot because that's going to make them sound like an idiot because he shouldn't have. He's fine. As we know, it doesn't stop the spread. So, and why is it their business anyway? What kind of medicine he's taking? So, you know, they they don't have anything on the substance. So it's this weird snark and they're even more pissed, but it's so weird because that, you know, I, someone pointed this out a while ago. It was Jon Stewart, uh, back in like, you know, the Bush years and his daily show, was kind of it. Kind of ended up being a new show for a lot of millennials. It became thought, cutting edge,
0: yeah. During that time frame, that show, his voice really did become important. The same way that Joe Rogan kind of has the most important voice now. John Stewart was that voice at one point.
1: Right, maybe it's not millennials because maybe it was us, the Gen X. But yeah, I think it was. Did. I
0: think it was. It so, was late Gen X, Gen Y,
1: whatever that crossover is. So. but his whole way of doing the segments was super snarky. He would like play a clip and then snark. (laughs) And that became, it wasn't like a substantive takedown. Usually maybe there was some substance in it, but it was this whole way of being like Aaron Rodgers. Ivermectin, LOL. You know, it was just like, that was it. And you were supposed to just know uh, Ivermectin, LOL, ridiculous. Um, But, but you know, but they won't get into the merits of the claim. It'll be like, LOL that. And that started, I think, with the Jon Stewart, where where, where it's like, so, you know, a guy Starked at me today and was just like, LOL, Tommy G, just throw that at me like, yeah, and what are you specifically trying to say about what I tweeted? Nothing. No response to that, because there was (laughs) nothing to fucking say, because what I said was just factually true. So, this is a a weird place we're at, where Aaron Rodgers is 100% right. They're super pissed, probably in part because he's right. And yet there's this snark without substance. And that's like a signal to everybody else. Like, ha ha, that's, you're the you know we're still on the same team he's still on the wrong team
0: right it's the (laughs) it's a totem it's a pure religious structure even after aaron was shown to be correct and that's the the punchline i think for kind of as i step back from the whole thing and just look at it and laugh because it's it's fucking priceless man. What what a world so aaron's correct the thing that nobody talks about is him and joe rogan did not take the jab and made full and complete recoveries incredibly quickly it's like wouldn't you want to ask them okay man what regiment did you use rather than ivermectin lol it should have been yo you you got well really quickly you you look good what did you do you know maybe it's something that is cost prohibitive but i don't want to steer the conversation into the healthcare system and all of that but i mean talk talk about the The fact that no one ever speaks to the fact that, how are you laughing at ivermectin, a a Nobel Prize winning drug? That's been used safely a billion times. Just a, a miracle drug is what they call it. These guys, uh, and again, I'm not making a clinical study argument, but here's guys who have, you know, maintained physical fitness. They assess the situation. They took a regimen, and they made full and, and quick recoveries.
1: W- why is that never talked about? You don't think in 2023, multimillionaires like Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan, who, as you said, are health fanatics and talk about health and can basically talk to anybody on the planet about the most cutting edge treatments for anything. They're the experts. You don't think that those guys know more than your bullshit HMO doctor who's just doing a fucking fucking cookie cutter recipe. You're like, talk to a doctor. I go to the doctor. If I go to the doctor, so in Portugal, I just use the doctor. I basically tell the doctor the blood tests I want and they say, well- Aaron Rodgers, Joe Rogan are probably 10 steps ahead of me. They have much more resources. They're, you know, J- Joe Rogan has a lot more resources. He talks about health as part of his podcast. Rodgers is a professional athlete. He played at a high level through age 38, 39 in the NFL. He knows how to take care of his body. These people are the experts i mean exactly LOL, you're not a doctor do you know how fucking stupid doctors are i know a lot of nutrition. them well i don't
0: want to make a blanket statement let well, me jump okay. in there and say but
1: okay. I'm, I'm not saying every doctor but yeah, i am but, shocked when a doctor knows as much as i do about nutrition let me steer this
0: back away from the doctors if i can um the failure to assess true and legitimate expertise is just stunning because so many of them really do fancy themselves as intellectual powerhouses. My goodness, you've got a long way to go in figuring out how to properly assess expertise
1: because you fail to do it pretty regularly. I wrote a piece on this and I said, you know, okay, so you're saying trust the experts. Exactly. I wanted to steer into your piece. So
0: because it was, it was such a great way of looking at it. Trust the experts is really your ability to assess expertise.
1: That's all it is, right? Because you're not an expert. You're saying trust the expert. So you, are you an expert? Are you a epidemiologist or some bullshit that that is not even the thing, but whatever. It became a thing for like a minute. But <laughs> are you epidemiologist? whatever? No, you're not. So why are you telling me what I should do? Well, no, because I saw on TV an epidemiologist. I'm like, oh, I see. So you're not an expert, but you're telling me that you know which person to trust. So why would I think that you're an expert at assessing who's an expert or who to trust? You, you, there's no evidence for that. So not only are you not an expert and your whole, your mantra is trust the expert. So you're failing by your own criterion. You're, you're not trustworthy, okay. And then even if uh, I were to try to assess whether you were an expert in assessing experts, what if I'm not expert in assessing whether you're good at assess- the Dunning
0: Kruger of what happens if
1: I suck at this and right. I just think I'm got- good at it. Whoops. Yeah. I, I'm trusting you because, because I think you can identify the right expert and now we're all getting the injections and we're all on the ventilator and some of us are dead. Right. So, so, so <laughs> sorry to laugh a at good- the morbidity of it, but, <laughs> but no, but that, I mean, you know, that's what happened to people, it's, yeah, it's horrible, yeah. but that's it's- what happened. They trusted and they went down the path and they, yep. the path ended in death. And so, so how about an alternative, uh, vision is look, um, we're all adults and there's no higher authority than an adult, right? Like the president's not my boss. He's not a higher authority than me. He's elected to certain, he has certain powers, you know, per the constitution, which I think he's vastly overstepped, but you know, there's certain roles that he has, but he, he's not my boss. I am the highest authority. It is my judgment, you know, and we we have this in the court system, the expert Guys testify to help the layman with technical matters, but the jury is the final boss, is the final decision maker. They render the verdict. And that's how each adult is, a jury of your peers, a regular, non-mentally ill, um, non-mentally retarded adult. That's it. That's the highest authority there is. And I am one, okay? That doesn't mean I'm an expert in every little thing. I will consult experts for technical uh, assistance, not to tell me what to do, but I can ask what's in the MRNA shot. Well, we don't really know. Okay. Well, that doesn't help that much. Well, there's some of this, but what else is in it? Well, it's, you know, it's, there's a patent. We don't really, we can't really disclose like shit like that. You know, I would ask questions like that of the experts, which I don't know. And I would inform myself, but it's my decision and there's no higher authority than me. And if that's my attitude and I'm on the hook for my own decisions and I have skin in the game, my own health, obviously we all have skin in the game with our own health. And eventually I start to see oh, this makes me feel like shit. That was really bad. It made me really sick. I start to say, oh, I'll take ivermectin because that seems pretty low risk. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I start to develop heuristics. And over time, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge. Does that make me a uh, quote expert? No, um, but it just makes me someone who, you know, I trust my own judgment. I'm not saying you should trust my judgment. That's up to you to decide. But I trust my own judgment. And then over time, I think you can get some sort of expertise in certain matters or just get better at making, uh, having good judgment. And I would say the only thing you can do, because you can't trust these other idiots whose judgment you can't assess and who are not experts. Right. Um, and, and the experts lied anyway. And they've just got people, terrible track records. I mean, I don't want
0: to do the entire list but let's just say from 2016 to present has not exactly been a good showing for a lot of people's ability to assess truth from fiction to assess expertise from fraud it's, it's been a real gong show out there
1: you got to develop your own uh you know sort of epistemic immune system the way that you know you you want to let your kid play in the dirt to develop their actual immune system you know i just you, you have to you have to use your own judgment and practice it. I, I don't. I don't see any other way to go about it. Yeah.
0: All right. Let me bring this Underton window easy target segment to a close with one more example, and that example, Chris, lists is you, because in fantasy sports circles, you became one of those easy targets. People maliciously attacked you. They sought you out to, to try to dunk on you including deliberate attempts to harm your livelihood, all because you did not confirm their priors. I think is really the best way to say it. Well, what the fuck, man? I thought you've handled it. I've mentioned this before. I thought you've handled it pretty well. But on your one of your more recent podcasts, as somebody who has done a lot of audio editing There was a cut that I'm so glad is on the floor, but I literally laughed out loud when you were saying, if you're trying to violate my rights because you think might makes right, I'm going to cut not tolerate it and whatever whatever venom must have come out it, i'm glad you left it on the floor but now let me give you the floor and, and i've got a dump button so you know if you want yeah. any of this back you know i'll put the genie back in the bottle but i got i gotta poke at you a little bit because i mean i'm not going to belabor the thing it was incredibly horrific the way that you were treated for just exercising basic civil rights and and Nuremberg code stuff it, it was gross beyond belief man
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It was, uh, and I don't remember specifically what I said because I was, you know, I get into these rants, I go into these things, but I did cut it because I just feel like I I want everything that I can defend publicly. You know, I don't want to say something that feels good, but then later on, um, I can't defend it because I went too far or something. But I will go this far, and I think this is what I was trying to say, which is, you know, for the first, you know, in 2021 when the mania was like full on and you had psychopaths, um, you know, trying to Keith Law was trying to uh, get nurses fired for posting videos or whatever. He's going to the board and get their license taken away. There were some psychos. That wasn't even me that he's doing that too. But worse stuff than what happened to me. And you had these just these people who were in a mania. They were caught up. They were like, you know, intolerant, hateful people caught up. You know, using like morality. Uh, there was a great quote by this uh, account I followed just saying under the cover of moralizing, basically to act out their mental illness, pretty much. Um, That's a good and so quote. I was, and I, yeah, he says it better than that is I'm, I retweeted it. But, um, but so, but it, during that time, during the mania, I was mostly like, look, I just don't think I was just saying, take the vaccine if you want, but I didn't think mandates are wrong. I don't think anyone should be forced. I didn't even say whether I had taken it or not. I did not take it, but I didn't say at the time. Um, and people were just coming after me for that. They were mad that I made an outdoor masking tweet, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was kind of on the defensive. I felt like, because. Um, everybody was, it was like a mania. It was a very fearful time. And, and, you know, I didn't know how bad the vaccine was. I didn't know initially that it wouldn't stop the spread at all. And now there's some research from the Cleveland clinic that says it actually increases your likelihood of catching it. So, you know, maybe the vaccinated need to be, uh, you know, I'm I'm for, I think the vaccinated should have every single, right. I would never discriminate against them. I would never blah, 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 but it may be that they spread it more. I mean, that may just be a fact. Um, time I didn't know that. So I was playing defense. And what I'm saying is I'm playing offense now, you know what I mean? Like if you come at me, I'm gonna fucking come at you hard because I'm in the right. uh, And I feel like it's not just, um, you know, it's it's like people aren't angry enough. Like I get, I'm really angry. Sometimes I wake up every day angry that this is even still even a thing, even still, that they took the taxpayer money, that they mandated, they created the virus, they lied. Every fucking thing they did, they masked, children they shut people down from school it was wild man they destroyed businesses it was fucking wild this was fucking (laughs) civilizational destruction and that's not even including the excess death numbers that correlate very well with you know 2021 when when the the shots started you know coming into wide circulation so people are not nearly angry enough and now i feel like you know now that i don't work for a company where i have you know partners that could be collateral damage now that i'm kind of doing my own thing um fuck you. You come at me like you're going to have a real fucking problem. And I'm not going to wait for you to come at me. I'm on the offense. I'm going to make it impermissible. Like if you if you did some of that shit, if you tried to destroy people for this, I'm going to make it like bad for you. Like, I'm going to make sure that like everybody remembers it. Like we all remember what happened. Like I'm going to encourage people to remember what happened and to say to these people, you better fucking apologize. You better fucking ain't um, happen, account man. for the shit. Well then fine. Don't, you know what? There doesn't have to be justice. There was a great quote. It's got Nick Carter. He said, look, I'm not going to let this go until there's justice. And if there's not justice, then I'm just never going to let this go. That's and where that's it's at. It, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. It. Like, I'm, like, you're never going to be free of this. Like, you're never going to be free of this because you did this and I saw it and I know it and you're not free. If you apologize, if you say, look, I was caught in the mania. There was no excuse for it. It was disgusting. That's respectable. Yeah. That's- I would say, you know what? We're good. That's yeah. it. That's all I need to hear. Because I luckily had good partners. I was a partner in the company. You didn't really hurt me, right? It would hurt my feelings a little bit. Okay, that was it. But you didn't really hurt me. You didn't really harm me.
0: But the intent was there. The intent was obvious. The intent
1: was there. I was a hard target, right? Like you couldn't really you could hurt my feelings. That's about it. Oh, good point. Me, so I was right? calling
0: it easy target. They thought you were an easy target, I'm but you turned out to be a, a little anything. armored. You know, I'm like, the you were a killdozer. You were a Chris killdozer.
1: I'm yeah. a oh, killdozer. You know, you hurt my feelings a little bit. That's all. But, but the point is, I'm never going to let this go. Do you understand? I know who you are. I know what you did. And I'm never going to stop bringing up what happened and the people that need to be accountable for it and to apologize. And if you did worse, if you try to get people fired, you might need to make, you know, some sort of uh, pecuniary uh, amends to those people. You may need to like compensate them. Like they should sue you. You should be sued civilly for that. For sure. You know, and then the people, the leaders of the countries that did this, the people with more power, they should be criminally prosecuted. So I would say apologize now because I'm never going to stop bringing this shit up. I'm never going to stop. And there may not be justice and they may not apologize. That's fine. Then you're always on the hook. You are always on the hook. I'm going to make the comparisons to the historical episodes. I'm going to make sure. And now you've memory hold this shit. You don't remember that it was you but other people remember it was you the other people that you know were sort of on the fence and didn't really do anything atrocious they remember it was you and i'm going to keep making the point so you know i wake up angry i wake up angry because there wow. hasn't been accountability Dude, second on accountability, battery acid over we're there done. we're <laughs> well, done you know we're good but if you don't account for the shit i am never going to let the shit go do you understand i will never let it go i will never give you a moment's peace ever ever so, because because it because to me that's a mission because, because to me, but they're just going to move the
0: under window away from you. And so, they, I mean, they can do whatever
1: they want, but they did what they did, right? Like, yes, like it, it's kind of like you know the princess and the pea, right? There's the pea under the mattress. You can put as many mattresses as you fucking want, but but you know what you did, and I know what you did. and You're going to try to forget it, but it's going to fucking nag you, consciously, unconsciously. Bad karma is bad karma, and I'm just saying, like I, I am, like to me, it. I I just feel good. It feels good to express this. It just feels right. It feels like it's the thing to do. I certainly have a good
0: time not forgetting. So I am certainly in the camp where I'm not going to forget either. I might not be at 11, like you, you've got your Marshall is cranked up all the way to 11 here. I think uh, I'm definitely uh, playing a little more of an I acoustic it every set day. Yeah. every day
1: into, <laughs> into my writing, into my work. I take the anger. You can't sit in anger and be powerless, right? Cause you're, it's going to just suffocate you. So what you do is you wake up and this is energy and you put it into your creative work. You put it into what you're doing. You put it into, you know. Living well, Living well is the best revenge. I'll live well and do my take care of my health and all those things that I need to do personally. But then when this emotion comes up, I'm going to channel this, you know, in my podcast, my writing, everything I do, the truth, and it doesn't matter, right? And I don't give a fuck, right? Like, if you don't want to listen to me, you don't want to subscribe, fine. It's fine. I'm not scared to lose a subscriber. I'm not scared to. People aren't going to listen. It doesn't matter. This is just all the energy I have. And to me, eventually, eventually when it's, you know, when it's like just so obviously correct, um, you know, then, you know, at some point, you know, I I feel like my work will be done, but right now it doesn't feel done. It feels like we're still in a world where, um, at least ostensibly those people haven't really been held to account. And so, um, fuck it. I'm a problem. You know, like I, I I just not going to forget, you know, like it's too bad. There's no escape, man. There's no fucking escape.
0: Fair enough. Let's pause, cleanse the palate, and come right back with another segment. All right. All right. So as I was checking the audio, it looks like there might be a little bit of distortion periodically. I'll have to check during the playback to see how bad it is. But our content is so good that I feel like the listeners are just going to plow right through it um, something else I heard on your podcast recently here, moving into a different segment. And if you're hearing this on the arch indie podcast, and you're not currently just subscribed to Chris's work that he was just talking about channeling that rage into podcast is now the Chris list podcast. And the Substack is Chrislist.com. I think you've definitely taken us all on a branding adventure. Call me. Say, what did you yeah. have? Like eight websites at one point. Help uh, me get the plug I mean, right. I get the plug it. right, please.
1: It just, you know, it's it's Chryslis.substack.com and it's realmansports.com. Those are the only two sites you need to know. Everything else is there. And they link to each other. So realmansports.com, you can link to everything else. Um, but I did I basically it was real man wood, and then I realized that was kind of a joke, and I was and it was getting very serious. So I changed it to just the Chris List podcast. Way to go. You put a suit on it. You, you, you tied it up. You, go, you it, went it to just, formal wear. Yeah, it, it just was, you know, it was like this goofy joke that we were making all the time with Dalton. Right. and then like the guys were good but they just, they couldn't really match what Substack had, you know, ready to plug and play. Sure, and sure. So I just ended up using Substack. It was just much easier and so that's I probably squandered some, some time and subscribers but it doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, as long oh. as I can wake up every day, be motivated, have ideas, crank them out, say what I want to say, I'm good, you know, and then see, you know, let the chips fall.
0: Absolutely. And I have continued to consume the content. I heard the update your priors show that included some Bayesian probability. And I want to maybe challenge you a bit on some of that. But first, real quick, anyone not familiar with statistical theories, our boy Tommy Bayes, was a British statistician philosopher from the 1700s. Bayesian theory is basically just the concept that when an answer is unknown, probability is influenced by past results and personal beliefs. Tommy B's theorem gives us a formula and we can compute how much weight you should give to results and beliefs in order to get the highest probability of the correct answer to the unknown. That's kind of real quick and dirty there's all sorts of empirical hierarchical models but you get the gist you got past results you got personal beliefs what's the right mix to have the best guess at the unknown and i don't want to put words into your mouth but i think you were generally saying hey yo put some fucking results into your bayesian model instead of stubbornly sticking with all belief so you really want to ask people to do something though and that's what stuck out to me because i'm very much on the to each their own side hold on to whatever priors you want for as long as you want i don't care um but i recognize that you are still trying to persuade which is obviously a better course than force but Why not just let people hold on to their priors if they want to? If they want to have a silly underton window and jab themselves a million times, as long as they're not forcing it, you know, in this hypothetical, assume there is no forced, why bother?
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's, you got to separate two things. Like when I say update your priors, I don't mean legally you should be forced by law to update your priors. Right. No, but just like like I don't think legally you should have to. Being yeah, you're not health. on the force, you're not on the yeah, right. force so, side of the fence, so, so which so I again, so we right. couldn't, we wouldn't Sorry. be speaking if you were <laughs> trying to force your shit. I need to on do that, you. I need to get on that. You know, I don't think people should, um, let their health go to shit. You know, if you should help let themselves go, I think, I don't think people should not pay their child support. You know, like, I think you just as an adult, you have responsibilities take care of your kids, take care of your health, you know, try to earn a living to the extent you can, um, to the extent you have the mental wherewithal to do so you should try to do that. I think you should, I think that adults have responsibilities and I was just kind of adding to that list, like update your fucking priors. Like, you know, you're just derelict, the same way you'd be derelict if you weren't like making any money, and your you know wife were supporting you, and you weren't lifting a finger to try to get a job or to contribute in some way. or at least uh, Okay, yeah, that you're right. right over it. So I think what I wanted to push back at is,
0: aren't right. you basically walking by and yelling, "Get a job"? Is that not update your? Yeah, prior? get a
1: fucking job. Okay, you're not you're I don't not you're, you're brazenly no. doing it. Okay, no, no, I, I'm not saying if you're an artist, like get a fucking corporate job. I'm saying. <laughs> if you if you're doing art then you're doing art if you're doing the dishes and taking care of the kids then you're doing the dishes and taking I'm saying contribute you know contribute like doesn't get a fucking job i don't mean it like literally you have to work for the man i mean just contribute in some way like you're an adult like fucking contribute and like maybe take care of your health right people are like oh that's mean whatever he's making fun of whatever but it's like dude you're a grown up like you have a fucking responsibility like take care of your fucking physical health and take care of some shit again like I don't think you should do a corporate job or if all the jobs are so soulless then fine, then, then paint or clean your house or something, you know I mean? Just fucking contribute. And I just think this is like one of the responsibilities of being an adult, update your fucking priors. Like you're just fucking derelict if you're like, Hey, the government is still looking out for us, man. They're not always that competent, but you know, they're doing the best they can. Like if that's your take after these three years, you're just derelict. You're fucking epist epistemologically derelict like you're just not fucking right but there's no social there. contact
0: there's no obligation to
1: there's no there's no like, legal I mean, obligation but there is an obligation i mean because i don't know you, you can be dumb
0: that, and you can be dumb and happy like an american isn't that the saying
1: that's no, like, I mean,
0: I'm like i'm dumb and happy i'm american
1: well, well i mean you could just drink every day all day and sit around the sofa but like you know, I just think as an adult, like, no, like you shouldn't do that. Like, I think you have an obligation to do something. It doesn't, I, don't, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what your interest is. I can't tell you how to respond to certain situations. I'm just saying like, it's a human need to contribute. Like, you know, like don't be a sack of shit, like do something, whatever <laughs> it is, you know? And, and, and this is being an uh, epistemological sack of shit. Like just as many people listening would see somebody who like doesn't pay his child support, or doesn't take care of the kids, you know, is, you know, has kids, but isn't interested in being a father or mother or whoever, um, and say, wow, that's really derelict. I'm saying this is like another version of being derelict. You can't just be like, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on fuck that like well i'm on on the other side of the fence i think you can
0: absolutely be i don't care what's going on the government's always trying to help me i guess that sounds good i'm gonna go with that i mean you you can you i mean you can again
1: legally you can do whatever you want obviously i I mean i'm I'm forcing i do the arch independent
0: podcast i'm not a big fan of the government but I, i just i don't see the point in trying to persuade normies that they should change and, and, and radicalize or I, that's not even the right word because I don't think understanding like that. Radical. Yeah, understanding that Hunter Biden's laptop is not fucking Russian disinformation. is not, not
1: radicalized, it's radical. <laughs> but you know. What's radical is to hold on to the narrative right now. That's fucking radical. It's a denial of reality. Radicals are are extremists. It's an extreme version of reality, the narrative. I mean, it is fucking bonkers to believe. Absolutely. I I noticed the
0: guy who came at you today didn't say a word about Joe Biden repeatedly telling people that if they took the job, they wouldn't get sick. That horrific Misinformation from the highest level of government is not even a speed bump for that guy, but he he's on you. He definitely wants you to know that he thinks you're a nutter. I mean, you're yeah. right. That's how bonkers it a, is. He's, he's a million ruckled. his underton window is so far skewed.
1: They, these are crazy people. Yeah, these but people that's you're
0: gonna tell him to update his priors, you're gonna try and help him get his window back? Fuck him. Well, Let him well, go. Yeah,
1: well, well, no, no, I, I'm not worried about him per se. I, I just had fun with him, you know, for entertainment purposes. But my point is that if someone's in a cult, that's not good. You know, like I just think like, don't right, but what are cult. you, Captain save
0: you going to go and get everybody out of the cult?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Captain uh, I should have been, but no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to personally rescue you from the cult. I'm just giving the information that by the way, you know, you probably learned at some point in your life that, uh, being, a useless sack and not handling your responsibilities is derelict as an adult. And and that's probably a good lesson and a good message that you've learned. Uh, I'm just like adding one basic thing to this, which is don't be in a fucking cult. Like you have epistemic <laughs> responsibilities also, um, not just... It's i love help. making
0: fun i love pointing out the cult and i love talking about like the religious structures of this stuff but i have i gotta say again i could not be more 180 out i have no desire to persuade anyone to update anything well, be as no, nutty said, as you want man go right well, off the cliff well, with it said
1: if, if, you, if you can get people to believe in you can get them to commit atrocities i mean yeah. it's not like some coincidence that they were there like trying to Kick down your door and stick a needle in you a couple of years ago. I mean, no. this is not the 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 problem is these. You know, if if people don't do their duty, okay, let's just let's get a simple example. If people decide to be homeless and alcoholic, you know, you're going to have a societal breakdown. You know, for other reasons. But to me, if people are going to be epistemically derelict, uh, you're going to have other kind of mass formation psychosis we do break down society we have so that's exactly is, what's going on you're, it's right. not hypothetical so, so, it's right so outside your door exactly so this isn't um you know some like hey this is too, you're asking too much no dude i'm not asking too much i'm asking a very basic ask which is like and, and you know and i think historically we've always asked you know able-bodied people to contribute right like Men, women, whatever their task is, they need to be able-bodied and contribute. And, and I think you get rightly um, you know, ridiculed and ostracized if you're just a non-contributing person, if you don't make the effort to contribute in any way. People are like, dude, what the fuck? You know, if you have a a person that you're like splitting a house with or a summer house and they never do the dishes. They never take out the garbage. They <laughs> leave shit everywhere. You're like, dude, what the fuck? Right. You're like, fuck you. This is like, you're, you're derelict. And I'm saying, right, But that's an, the, answer a, was, the, cognitive... the answer is the great sort. The answer is
0: the sort. You simply leave the people who are derelict to be derelict in their spot. You sort to a place where they can no longer kick down your door and force the job into you because I, I, the other option you can you've got X amount of energy that you can put into this. You can keep trying to move the Underton window back to a more reasonable place. Or you can wipe your hands of it and go start again someplace with more like-minded people and there are still well, I, some pockets in the world i have moved away from san francisco california be, for that very reason because it was like this is just
1: a fucking nut house and it's never going to get better street, literal derelicts everywhere you everywhere. go you walk got your door there I mean, yeah. that's, that's the that's what happens right but but what i'm saying is that's fine and i'm not against obviously creating your own environment that's better and of course i hang out with people i don't think you're derelict either uh physically of or cognitively course. but I I'm notice you're not
0: living in LA much these days. How much time are you spending in LA, Chris? You've a sorted month. as well.
1: A month, yeah, a month. Yeah. I mean, you know, Portugal's got its own problems, but not LA, like LA. You know, <laughs> is, yeah, LA has got some <laughs> serious problems. But it, my my point is just that um I think it's fairly routine to say, you know, get in shape. I'm not gonna say if you're not in shape, I won't hang out with you or uh, you know, you're a terrible person, but you know, you kind of have a duty to take care of your health. I just think you do. I just don't think it's something you leave to the experts or neglect until there's a problem. I think I would say to people, take care of your health. And I would say to people, you know, try to take care of your finances. You can do it or not. You can be persuaded or not. But I also disagree with you. I think there's a lot more people who are basically responsible you know who who do take care of their families. They are reliable friends of yours. You make a bet with. They lose. They pay right away. You know they're kind of people that you know. Oh yeah, like, I'm not
0: saying that there's not tons of those people. What I'm saying no, is normies
1: that are like that. Though yeah. I mean normies, right? And what I'm but they're to never is the normies,
0: gonna re- they're gonna stay in the what is socially acceptable. That's their Maybe, maybe oh, not. Yeah. Maybe. maybe it's Try, it, it's, you've got to calibrate but, that against the two year pandemic. That, it was, it was, uh, I'm stunned by it still. I was like, I cannot believe so many of these people who know that this is wrong on every level would rather have the comfort and it doesn't make yes. them bad people.
1: Yeah. It's, but, but here's, here's my point is that I, I just want to finish this, that, that these, a lot of normies are very responsible people and they're like, you know, they're legit. Like they're good people. Like they are reliable. They feel it's important to sort of, um, handle their duties, handle their responsibilities. A lot of people I know. And my whole goal with all the stuff I'm doing is to like, get these, get the mechanism by which people get into this sort of, um, you know, take it's sort of like I'm a farmer and I'm planting different seeds and I'm weeding out the ideas I think are really toxic and putting in ideas I think are better. And I'm putting this idea because I know this speaks to people. They care about being responsible and not derelict. And the idea, a lot of them, I think, are just like, well, I don't really know. I mean, who knows anymore with, with this pandemic and vaccine? Who the fuck knows? You know, they just kind of like punt on that thing. And you're right. It's because the incentive is really, if they if they really were to go down the, you know, path and get, and get to the conclusion, it would make things much more awkward, you know, in their social and professional circles. So they just don't really want to do it. Right. But I, I like, just, I guess
0: that's the, those are the puzzle pieces that I do not see fitting together. You're asking, those are the people so, who I think you're asking so to update their I'm priors. I'm attacking
1: this problem from every different angle. I can, but one of the angles, one of the ideas was like, Hey, you responsible person that cares about, you know, not being derelict. This is an aspect for that, And you know, there's something gravely wrong and you know, that you're not updating it, and you know that you know in fantasy sports or other endeavors, you would totally update these priors based on new evidence coming in. You're not doing it here, and and it's they're not just going like, to keep oh, well, drafting kicker
0: it. in the first round,
1: first round kicker every <laughs> year, baby. But they wouldn't. They would never do it. They would never do it. They're very sharp. So it's like I just am sowing a seed, and maybe the seed doesn't take. Maybe there's not enough sunlight for it. But I'm sowing the seeds, and I that's my role. That's what I do. I put these seeds into the zeitgeist into the places where i think there's little mechanisms where i can see where they're tangled up try to get the weed out and put the seed in there and maybe it takes maybe it doesn't so i'm not really attached to anyone in particular being convinced but i do believe it's not that i even believe in it; it's that i have the idea it's compelling to me and i want to communicate it because i feel like i can communicate it and then we'll see we'll see where the chips fall
0: all right humor me one last segment to get out of here um folks who've stayed with us through whatever that audio glitch may be. uh, Here we go. Focus one last moment because there's going to be a few numbers here at the start. It's not a riddle though. No riddles on the show. Maybe next time, but not now. Now listen, if 2.4 million years of human evolution were compressed into the 24 hours of a clock, we have been eating meat for all 24 hours. We've been eating wheat for about six minutes. We've been eating ultra processed foods for four seconds. 24 hours on the clock is all of human evolution. All 24 hours we're eating meat. Six minutes we're eating wheat. Ultra processed foods, four seconds. Almost certainly, it's got to be a major contributing factor to the explosion in modern chronic disease. Chris, should ultra-processed foods be banned? Or at a minimum, should the sale be restricted like cigarettes? You want those flaming hot Cheetos, Tubby? You got to be 18.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a fair question. I'm a little bit more like legally speaking, like not on the restriction side of things. Although, right, I mean, cigarettes, I don't think 11-year-olds should be smoking cigarettes and um, or drinking alcohol. And so maybe those things should be classified as such. Obviously... Um, with alcohol, like, you know, it changes your behavior. The Cheetos probably change your behavior in a subtle way, but they're not going to have you walk in front of traffic or something. So, um, no, I don't think that's the solution. I think that it doesn't seem like anybody who's empowered empowered to do this cares. They actually seem to like it. It it enriches the pharmaceutical companies on the back end when people get sick. Right. They can enrich then, general mills and pop-tarts on the front end and then on the yeah, back it,
0: it really is. That is the void well, of not anybody, having a functioning FDA, C D C
1: federal not not regulatory structure. They're just marketing arms a now. At this point. Oh my large, god, the corruption. There's yeah. a
0: prior. There is a prior to update. Fuck anything the CDC or FDA says. Just oh, fuck believe to the opposite. 6 You're in... month
1: olds now. They're truly psychotic, and they're, they're they're you know they're pot committed. They can't fold. It's like they went in all in with Pfizer. They can't like say, oh, it's actually really bad, and we shouldn't give it to these kids. Those people go to jail if that's if that's. Yeah, the absolutely. So like, that
0: wall's never coming down. Those are firewalls <laughs> that will hold. Because I can't see the anybody in that power structure actually being held accountable. But, but yeah,
1: but I mean, they will be held accountable. Maybe this generation or the next. But the point is that like. Um, you know, it, it should just be, you know, I don't know if there's some lawsuits or maybe new laws, maybe you're right about that. But my, my point is like, just shine the sunlight on it, you know, and, and the legacy media is never going to cover the shit properly. And so the legacy media is dying. These people will update their priors sooner or later, you know, I don't know. I just think we got to keep talking about how bad that shit is. And, you know, your, your clock analogy is, is one way to, you know, again, it's just another mechanism to sort of get into people's it's just sowing a seed and, and and to like disentangle, Oh, some junk foods. Okay. I just have a little, everybody has, you know, all the justifications you got to like, those are the weeds that need to be pulled. And then you put some seeds in there and, and pretty soon, like, you know,
0: it should probably be part of public education. Uh, I don't want to make a two and a half hour podcast and start talking about how, you know, nutrition, school lunch, education, they all of those things should probably be linked.
1: Finances. Yeah, it should finances. all be linked. I
0: mean, you should be learning a lot different stuff. But I did want to present this to you. So you may have heard the term food deserts. Um, it's a term that gets thrown around in a lot of dense urban areas, San Francisco being one of them. There were certain neighborhoods that were termed to be food deserts because there was no healthy food food. It was all flaming hot Cheetos and and junk food. So the city, um, you may be aware San Francisco has a lot of, of taxing and permitting fees, so quite a bit of money within the city treasury. They decided what they would do is create this subsidized program where they would put fresh foods into these front and center of all the bodegas in the food desert area. And what would happen is the free market determined that they didn't want the apples or the broccoli. They wanted the Flaming Hot Cheetos. So it's very hard to legislate behavior, as the old saying goes. So it's got to be an education effort, I would think, uh, Banning—I just threw that out there. I, I think it would be insane to try to ban Cheetos, uh, but for whatever reason, I—I I don't think it's insane to ban ban cigarettes under 18, but. So maybe I've got to, uh, to think more on why I, I've got a disconnect between those I, two I think, things.
1: I, I think it's because it's what you're used to. And I think that has some... Yeah, value. I've got a paradigm like
0: that. that I should really reassess. Well,
1: no, or maybe just like, look, we've all grown up with Cheetos being available to kids, right? And, we've and they're they, you know, so they are fucking good, man. Right. Well, I don't even like him anymore. I've so often it's, funny oh, it's been Cheetos. years. I can't imagine
0: eating McDonald's or, or, yeah. oh, like I don't so chips.
1: <laughs> Heather and I, the go-to is Doritos. We're like, oh yeah, he got sick and died because he ate too many Doritos. Like we're say Doritos, right? But it's the same thing. <laughs> that was our go-to. But, um, but it's that whole, you know, genre and there's so much of it. I mean, if you look at like every airport, every bodega, every CVS, do you know how much Cheetos and gummy bears and coca Colas? And in? It's, it's all, it's like everywhere.
0: But if you, you could subsidize the, the the fresh fruit and no one's going to, everyone's going to walk right past it.
1: Right. And, and and the thing is like, you know, fruit's another thing that has sugar. I mean, it, honestly, like you need to be in a lot of grass fed steak and failing that regular steak and see if, you know, real High, if you eat a lot of steak, you're not going to eat five steaks because you get full, right? Like it's it's satiating, where sugar you can just keep, you know, eating more and more of it. So what these people need is steak, and actually you know, in some of the food deserts, there's probably like, you know, Mexican taco trucks, and like, the corn's not great, but like, a steak taco is not the worst thing <laughs> to be eating, you know? Oh, it's like, pretty good. If, if I'm a poor person in San Francisco, I'm going to eat a bunch of tacos like every day, and eat the meat, um, and you know, try to go easy on the chips, but you know the way you know i mean i'm a parent i've a daughter it's it's hard with the food and there's so much shit i get so annoyed with these other parents who just don't give a fuck and it's like they're bringing these juice boxes to every event it's like dude that shit's garbage like why are you bringing it it's just like they don't know anything about anything these people like i don't know where they where they've been right but the point is that uh that what you try to do is create conditions, right? So we've shop reasonably healthy in the house. Like when she has to get a snack, she's eating like some camembert cheese and some nuts and you know an apple or something. You know, that's right. what she gets. That's a treat. You know, so it's like, and of course she would rather have you know junk food, but then she gets at her friend's house. But in our house that's the conditions that she's in. And it's like society just has to kind of create good conditions for people. And you know you were talking about a law banning that stuff and they tried to put the produce there but um, you know, it's just, it can't just be done like piecemeal, like a couple of fruit stands. You know, it's, it's got to be like a deep, as you said, educational. Yeah, it's got to start like in that
0: deep... K through 12 nutrition education.
1: Yeah, it, it's not just yeah. even education, though. It's like, you know, you got to take them to farms and pick fresh fruit off of trees. Not that like mealy apples that are in some shit bodega. Like, you know, it's just... It has to be like local organic sustainable
0: food is is the
1: way. I mean, it, and
0: I don't even think that's a an affluent thing. I think that there's many community gardens in even the the lowest socioeconomic neighborhoods. So it it really is personal choice is what it, it comes down to and I think that's the only way it can ever be but there is something where i would i would say there's an opportunity to really use some energy to to try to persuade people to do something better rather than trying to get the the jab right to update their so priors. The, the jab
1: right, I'm trying to get, uh, the jab right, I'm um, taking down. I'm oh, that's about, right. I'm sorry, you're on the offense. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the offense. I'm not trying to going at those. Down. I, 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 I'm saying, I'm talking about, you know, the majority that were just like kind of on the fence and kind of play dumb about this whole thing. That's who I'm trying to persuade. But I think this is tied together. Not only the jab, that's the obvious example, but, or, you know, the the lab leak and shit like that. There's lies about, health and medicine and all this stuff. And you just need to update your priors. Like, wait a second. I'm not supposed to be eating cornflakes for breakfast. That's not good. Cornflakes with, you know, pasteurized, uh, milk and a glass of orange juice. That's not a healthy (laughs) breakfast. No, it's not a healthy breakfast. Like, so update your fucking priors. Like anybody who looks into this for five minutes comes to the same conclusion. I don't always agree with what I eat and some other people I know who really know about health, but we all agree kind of what not to eat for the most part I, I do think the updating the priors is the key, right? And, and, just, and, and just like these parents, like, fucking, what are you doing? And, and actually, it was encouraging because this, uh, this French woman I know here well, she's like a professional now, like a health consultant. And she has these like serious corporate clients that are like, you know, billionaire, you know, like these big time guys now are coming to her. And the, you know, and like one of this woman who's one of the, you know, who runs the school was like, came to her and was like, listen, uh, is orange she's not, and I'm feeding my kids juice all the time, is that not good? And she's like, her reaction, was like, you don't know that that's not good. Like, like you haven't even looked into that. Like, that's just the first thing that like giving them like a, a blast of sugar with no fiber in it at all, um, is not good. And like, and like, you know, she didn't know, you know, but I didn't know that in 2005, I used to come home from basketball and down a quart of orange juice in one sip, you know, I was like, Oh, it's organic, fresh squeeze. It's good. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's. People just need to update their priors, man. That's, that's, that's all it is. And parents need to update their priors about what's healthy and not what we learned in the eighties, this low fat high sugar shit that was being pushed by corporations in the eighties. That shit has to be updated. And, and that's really all this is. And it's your duty. And, and I, you know, that's, I think we're kind of come in full circle. I think so too. All right. That
0: is a wonderful conversation. Again, hopefully whatever that static thing in the audio was, is not going to be so horrible that folks can't make it through. Chris, bring
1: it home. I always really enjoy doing this podcast with you. Uh, you ask excellent questions and uh, and I appreciate it. I'm, and I'm glad and you make it easy on me because usually at the shit out of my podcast, this one, whenever you send it to me, I'm just going to post it as is.